So the recording started, um, and all of you that are here today will receive the uh, link for the recording, either as a teleseminar or a link to the podcast for today. Um, so welcome. Um, just a brief review of our teleseminar. This is our sixth year of um, these teleseminar meetings and podcasts. And for those of you that are new, um, I really wanted a format where uh, we can all hear from one another at some point during the podcast or the teleseminar. So usually um, I'll share some points um, that I've realized about our topic today. And then about halfway through, um, ask for your input, whether you have any questions or anything that you've realized during the uh, teleseminar or anything else you have about the principles. And I'll talk with you about how to do that. Again, during the teleseminar or the podcast, if something happens with the communication, uh, someone please uh, hit star two on their phone so I know something has gone wrong. So welcome today. We're going to be talking about uh, living in harmony. And again, just to set the foundation for these teleseminars, these um, teleseminars, what I'm sharing is coming from an understanding of um, the teachings of Sidney Banks and um, what he has shared with us about the three principles. And um, I w was an original student of Sidney Banks, uh, met him about 40 years ago. Um, he has since passed away. But um, so these teleseminars on pot going to share about different life situations in terms of his teachings and my understanding of his teachings and the three principles. Um, so today we're talking about living in harmony. And, you know, I was just reflecting on this and realized that we can look at living in harmony um, for ourselves, living within ourselves in harmony, and also living in the world in harmony with other people that we're relating to. So I first wanted to talk about just living with ourselves in harmony. And... Um, one thing to get a sense of is that um, you are already um, you are already in harmony. You are the spiritual energy that Sydney calls mind, and it has a wisdom to it and a feeling, the feeling of love and contentment. And when you are in this pure feeling, you are in harmony. But of course, we. Uh, come into our, our world and uh, we get affected by the thoughts around us and kind of learn habits of thought that bring some disharmony. Now, underneath that disharmony, we are in harmony. There's no way that um, in our deep essence that we are not in harmony. It's just that as we engage our thinking and relate to the way that we've learned to think, we could move in the direction of feeling disconnected from ourselves or 
in a uh, sense of overwhelm or in a sense of trouble and bothered. Um, and what we want to realize is that all of us are vulnerable for that. All of us are vulnerable to engage our habitual thinking, whether it's even positive or negative, um, in that we are really engaging thinking and moving ourselves away from um, just a quiet mind. And in the quiet mind is the harmony. Now, um, so that's really important when we look at ourselves living in harmony within ourselves is we are already there. And we are already there in harmony, in the feeling of um, peacefulness or well-being. And it comes via a deep feeling. So I offer um, a Missing Link book group that we talk about the Missing Link once a month for a year. And we just did this a few weeks ago. And in sharing our realizations of Sid's teaching, we came to a beautiful feeling. It was just a feeling, and we just knew it was right. And that's the harmony. There's no disjointed. There's no disjointedness from um, our true nature and uh, the emotions that are created from the way we think. So. Really, when we look at living in harmony within ourselves, again, we are already there. And it's only the vulnerability we have to engage thinking um, that gets us the feeling of disharmony. So that's really something that when I saw that for myself, it was thrilling. It was very hopeful. Um, and I continued to evolve that understanding of Sydney's teaching, so I'm living more in harmony or know how to um, drop my disjointed thinking, my painful or stressful thinking, and move myself back to harmony that exists within me in a quiet mind. Um, so it's very hopeful to already see you have that harmony you're looking for. Um, and you... Uh, see like all of us that you move away from that sense of harmony, that feeling of harmony um, when you start to engage and give attention to to your thinking. Now nothing right or wrong about thinking is just to see that we can engage a lot of our thinking and uh, move us away from the feeling of harmony within ourselves of of this oneness within ourselves. Our, our true essence of happiness, love, and understanding. And um, it doesn't matter the quality of thinking. It's just the busyness of thinking that really moves us away from the harmony, whether it's positive or negative. Now, it's really much uh, more rewarding to embrace our positive thinking and move in that direction because that's really how to see life, really. Um, but it can get just as busy as looking at negative thinking. So living in harmony with ourselves, we want to look at being careful with um, 
engaging our thinking and moving us away from a quiet mind. Um, some qualities of thinking that Sid talks about that move us away from harmony is greed or envy, jealousy, uh, resentment. Um, but there's some ways that we use our thinking that also um, can create a feeling of disharmony. Remember, there really isn't disharmony just feel that way when we engage certain thinking. And one is to compare ourselves. Compare ourselves to other people or compare ourselves to our own expectations. Um, and that's really where I've seen in my work with people and mentoring them and coaching them in their life situations to move them more toward happiness and peace of mind and harmony with themselves is that people have learned uh, expectations. You know, you're not born with expectations. The intelligence of life guides you to develop as you're born. I could see it with my um, two-year-old grandson that he really has no expectations, but the intelligence of life is is continuing for him to develop, to just de- um, And so he starts walking, and he starts talking, saying words, then putting two words together, then making a sentence. And it's all being guided through the intelligence of life that we are all a part of. It just allows us to evolve. And uh, But once we start to develop expectations of how we should be, we're more likely, if we're um, engaging that thinking and believe that thinking, to, to create a disharmony. One thing, when I talk to people who are trapped in expectations, mainly perfectionism, is um, that they just were taught to think that way, innocently taught to think that way. Those expectations are usually something that are passed on to us as we grow up, and then they feel like our own. So, again, just some ways that we use thinking that creates harmony, comparison, expectations. And the main one would be um, evaluating ourselves, thinking about how we're doing. So, again, Sid said it another way. Um, when we were talking to him one time, we were talking about programs that were in education to promote self-esteem in the school children and uh, children in the school. And he said, well, they already have self-esteem. They don't need a program. And he said the only thing that gets in the way of self-esteem is thinking about ourselves. And so we could substitute harmony for self-esteem. The only thing taking us away from our own feeling of harmony, of well-being, of oneness, um, of following the wisdom that we have, is uh, how is thinking about ourselves, how we're doing, what we should have done, etc. So these are just some quality of thoughts that I've seen through the years that lead us away from harmony. And it's not to look at that way of thinking 
as wrong. It's to just become aware of thinking in that way and how it can move us away from the harmonious feelings we're looking for. It was very powerful um, when Sid said that, you know, all of us have self-esteem were it not for our, he said, he said it this way, we all have self-esteem were it not for our silly beliefs. And um, he didn't mean to down, uh, to denigrate our beliefs. He just wanted to lighten us up about our thinking about ourselves. But isn't that powerful? We all already have harmony were it not for the kinds of habits of thought we get into that make us feel like we are disjointed or not connected to ourselves or not feeling that oneness. So those are some thoughts about harmony within yourself. What about living in harmony in your life with others? And I think that's really important too because um, it's really the feeling in you, the the understanding in you that you have that, that creates the feeling of har- of being in harmony with other people. And I have found two things that really guide that along, where you can live with other people in harmony rather than in disturbance um, or, or judgment or getting into the game of whose way of life is, is the right way. And the first thing is really to see Sid's deep sharing with us that all of us are the same. We are the same spiritual energy that he's calling mine. Can you see that? We are all that same energy. No one is not that. If you're alive, you are mind. You are this intelligence in the universe that has created life and is guiding you to move through life your way. So that's the first piece to see. Everyone that um, you come in contact with in your life is the same as you. It's the same energy. You're connected, actually, to everyone that you come in contact with today. It looks like you're separate um, because there looks like this physical distance, but in that space is energy. So that's the first piece to see in living in harmony with with life, with other people in your life, is that um, you are the same as they are. They or they are, are the same as you. You are the same energy. Now you manifest that energy in different ways because every one of us has the power of thought. The, this a principle that Sid shares with us. Mind is one principle and thought is the other. This formless energy that allows us to create the reality we, we live in, to create our thinking, to create our preferences, for example. So people look different from us because they have different ideas, 
Um, they go about different life issues uh, uh, differently than we do. And if we don't understand that um, that's their learned way, that's their freedom of thought that Sid talks about, or free will, to use thought any way that they want to, um, if we miss that, then we either get hurt by people's ways or we get resentful of people's ways or reactive of people's ways. Being accepting of of um, people's ways is to understand that um, that they, like us, are creating their way of going about life through the fact that they can think. And that thinking is what's creating their reality and they're following their reality. So another way of saying that is every human being is acting every moment uh, from the quality of thinking in their minds. So those are the two points that help us live in harmony. One, we are all mind. We are all the same energy. And two, that everybody is acting, behaving, feeling, uh depending upon the quality of thinking that's in their mind. So roughly, roughly, if somebody's in a terrible, if somebody's really in overwhelmed thinking, if somebody's really fearful thinking, if somebody is really self-conscious thinking, um, they're going to act in ways that are not considerate of other people. And again, roughly, if somebody's in a in a relaxed state of mind, if somebody is thinking in gratitude or in generosity, in in those if those thoughts are in their mind, they're going to be considerate of other people. Um, and so, being able to sit, uh, looking at people that you're living in, you know. That, in today or coming in contact with today, if you just see that they're operating toward you um, given the quality of thinking in their minds, it helps you have more understanding. And that understanding allows you to have the harmony to be with people who are different. And everybody is. Even um, even people who live in the same family, they all develop different realities, different ways of going about things. And having understanding for that allows us to live in harmony rather than in the disharmony of hurt feelings or uh, judgmental thinking. You know, and to, what I saw that really very early on was I, I um, you know, grew up with identical twin sisters. And um, so genetically, biologically, they are the same. But early on, I didn't know this at the time, as I think back, now I know why I could tell them apart, but they were different. Uh, and they continue to be this way with one sister is serious and my other sister is kind of carefree, laughing a lot. So you can see even with 
two human beings that are biologically the same, genetically the same, uh, they think differently. And because they have different thinking in their minds, they act differently. Having that understanding allows you to live in harmony with both styles, you see, both ways. So that was, um, again, very, very helpful. So to see that we are all the same, creating um, our reality of life by the way we use this beautiful gift of thought. So another way of saying that is you want to have a feeling that you are spiritually connected to the people around you and that their actions are really the result of the quality of thinking in their minds. Now, that doesn't mean um, you wouldn't have good judgment. So let's say if somebody's in a really terrified state of mind, a really fearful of life kind of thinking, they might actually uh, act in ways that harm people. So you want to be able to see that to get out of the way. But you still have the understanding that they're acting that way because of the quality of thinking in their mind. That doesn't make them spiritually separate from you. So if you have that understanding about the human nature of people and how the principles operate through all of us, um, it allows you to stay in harmony rather than getting into uh, thinking that creates a disharmony between you and the other person. And that's always there, you see. That feeling of harmony you might call pure love. That's what Sid said it was. And uh, pure love and understanding. And so it's always there. Your sense, your deep sense that you are the same as every other living being. That sense. Now, you're never going to figure that out intellectually, but a sense of the truth of that uh, brings you into a deep um, feeling of love and harmony. And being able to understand how people are the same as you and yet creating a whole different way of going about something um, allows you to stay in harmony because you have that deeper understanding of why they're acting the way they are. So you see, given both harmony for yourself or harmony living in life with other people, it comes back to the role of this principle of thought. The quality of thinking on your minds can create a disharmony in the relationship as well as a disharmony within yourself as we covered earlier. And it's just so powerful to see that that's all that's going on. The only thing going on that creating the feeling of disharmony is the quality of thinking you are now engaging. And to see that in a way where you don't look at it as right or wrong, but to just know that's all that's going on. You're caught up in habitual thinking that's got you 
into the feeling of being um, disconnected, uh, not in harmony. And that's um, the saving grace of Sidney Banks' teachings because one of the gifts we're given as human beings is the capacity to recognize what we're doing. And in understanding these principles, it allows us to begin to recognize how we're thinking, how we're using the power we have to think, and whether we're using it for our benefit, you know, <laughs> to keep us in the feelings of harmony, or uh, maybe using it against ourselves. This is innocent. We're not really setting out to use thinking against ourselves. But we can begin to recognize that um, we're not in thinking that does as well. And that's a saving grace, you see. I never, prior to really meeting Sidney Banks, um, I would run with my thinking no matter how much it might lead me to um, act in ways in which the results weren't really what I wanted. So it was really a saving grace to hear uh, Sid's teachings and begin to see that I can see for myself uh, how I'm using this gift we're given to think. And that that, that has saved me quite a bit in life because I could drop my thinking once I see what I'm up to. I could drop my disharmonious thinking and move myself back to the harmony within. So I shared a lot there, and I hope it was helpful and was clear. But I'd like to stop here and hear from all of you. And I'd like to hear what you're thinking, if, if you feel like, like sharing what you're thinking is about today's uh, meeting um, or just your thoughts and questions about Sid's teachings or the principles, or just sharing with us how um, you've been doing with your understanding of the principles. So it's wide open. And um, to share, you need to press star two on your phone. And, um, and then I would be able to unmute you and we can talk a bit. And, and really, um, I developed these teleseminars, which are now podcasts, in order to have the community of people that are here with us at every teleseminar uh, to be able to hear from them and to share with them and to answer any questions. Uh, it's a chance to really help me be more helpful and clarify what, my, what I'm trying to share with you today. So I really do um, want to hear from all of you. So if you just press star two on your phone, we could uh, have a have a sh have a chat. If you listen to the past uh, teleseminars or podcasts, you could see how rich it is when we hear from people or people ask questions, and um, we have the chance to uh, go deeper with the topic of the day or with Sydney Banks' teachings. So I'll open it up, and um, anybody 
want to ask a question or share, uh, just hit star two. Uh, okay, so what I have is um, a James from Oceanside. Hi. Hi. Could, uh, that, that was really great. It really put together um, some things for me, um, especially uh, it, it, the terminology busy thinking. If I'm busy thinking, there's no way I can be connected with myself. Uh, I I just don't have the, you know, I can't do two things at the same time. And and that connected is like really what I'm looking for if I'm feeling separate. Um, I'm trying to connect to something outside myself or, you know, I need this to happen or whatever. And... And then the other piece that fell into place for me is if I'm connected with myself, then I can be connected with each with others or with other than self. You know, I can see that there's what the one self I'm connected to just by being connected. James. Yeah. Oh, something clicked. Hello? I just thought I lost you. Oh yeah, um, uh, I saw. Yeah. So, anyway, that's all I had to say. I, I really appreciate what you shared, James. Thank you so much for sharing. I I just wanted to share one thing, and I, I really love what you're sharing. Um, so this is really valuable and helpful. It really helped me to see that. First of all. The fact that you're you're never disconnected from the spiritual energy of these principles. You're never disconnected from mind. But when you get into busy thinking, you'll feel disconnected. You'll lose a sense of yourself, you see. But that's why we can recognize, oh, my God, there I go again. I'm just into a lot of busy thinking and sell ourselves down and then feel connected because it's right there. And that's why Sid said, um, he called it self-esteem, but he's talking the same thing. You know, um, uh, we already have it. We're not for our silly beliefs. So when we get caught up in our beliefs, we feel disconnected, but we're not. It's there. You see, that's really important to see. You never lose the fact that you're mine. You never lose that. You are that. So, But we can feel disconnected. I've worked with so many people who tell me that they don't feel like themselves. They feel empty or disconnected. And that's all that's happening is they get caught, they're getting caught up in, without realizing it, of course, without having an insight into it, they're caught up with thinking about themselves. So thanks for that. The other piece is you are so right. When you are in that feeling, you're connect, you feel connected to other people. When you feel the connection with yourself, you feel the connection to other people. So you're so right with that, James. So thank you. Well, thanks a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody else want to share? 
to share uh, by pressing star two. That's really great to hear from James. You know, um, um, I've shared this in many webinars and interviews, but you know, I was traditionally trained trained in uh, psych- psychology, and when I first heard Sid and he said, "You have it within you," it woke up this sense that uh, I was talking about with James that we are already what we're looking for. We are mind, and um, and then just innocently we get caught up in our thinking as everybody does. No way you're not going to get caught up in that. But you can see what you're doing. See, that's the piece that we can all, we've all been given as a gift. So we're not robots. We're not conditioning. We're not going to be our conditioning the rest of our lives because we can see, oh, my God, I'm caught up in my habits and then get back to the feeling of harmony, that we are mind to regardless of what we're thinking about ourselves. Uh, There's someone else here. Um, I think this is Tyson in the Twin Cities. Yes. Hi, Mark. How are you? Oh, hi. 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 Thanks for having me on. I I have a question, and I, I think it's related, and you even just kind of brought it up with old habits or habits. And, yeah. You know, when we get stuck in old thought patterns or even behaviors or feeling like feeling sensations in our body and trying to, I don't know, um, to understand them or let them come as they are or even, you know, like getting old trauma stuck in our body, so they say. Can you speak to that at all? Um, sure. Uh, you you want me to speak to like um, uh, it's a trauma being stuck in your bodies? Yeah, or even yeah, yeah, like old thought patterns or beliefs and how they manifest through our body as maybe pain uh-huh. or, or even habits. Um. Well, sure. Let's see. Let's see. So. Um, and I know it wasn't very clear, and I apologize. I, I, I... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> I, I'm going to um, try to speak to your question. There's a couple of things that come to mind. I think if we go back, see, sometimes um, as you have questions, me too, it's always nice to go back to, well, what's the truth? And so... For me, going back to what you shared is um, the truth is you can't have any experience without thought. In other words, um, uh, uh, physiological reactions or feelings are are really um, a reflection of thought, uh, the thinking you created. And so if you come up, if you have, um, you know, your habitual thinking, 
uh, if it leads to something physiological, which thought will do, um, it would start to be helpful to realize it just being uh, the body sensations are just the, uh, a result of of uh, the thinking you've engaged, whether you, you're realizing it or not. That's the power of thought. Nothing can come before um, this formless energy sit called thought, your ability to create an experience. So, you know, um, when people, uh, I guess a good example of it is like, you know, when people have uh, start to get create ang- anxious thoughts, uh, the body responds to that immediately. Uh, so when people get fearful thoughts or scared of of, of something, um, the body there is a you know pe- um, we know what starts to happen. Heart rate increases, adrenaline gets dumped into the bloodstream, etc. You see, so. I would say to look at bodily sensations, you, you, you have to see that they're a result of, um, of the thinking. And recognizing it's just habitual thinking and wanting to go to look beyond that is, is what would be helpful. So one time um, we were in a seminar and somebody said, well, Sid, what are feelings? And he thought for a while, and he just said, well, feelings are just a reflection of thought, you see? So that helped me, too, because there's a lot in the psychology that, uh, you know, we have feelings and then we have thoughts. But but Sid went beyond our own personal thinking to the spiritual energy to create that personal thinking. So that's there's no getting away from the fact that your body will have sensations uh, that are the the result of your thinking. Um, um, and another way of looking at that as well is you cannot be aware of a body sensation without thought. There's no way you can be aware of your bo- any kind of body sensation without thought. It has to come to you as a thought for you to know you're having a sensation. So our external or peripheral nervous system brings messages to our brain, um, and um, uh, we become aware of that because we have some thinking, oh, I'm warm. Oh, I'm cold. Um, and thankfully, for, you know, for a lot of our body sensations, we can, uh, we have, uh, it, it does come to our consciousness via thought. But there are many times, I bet you can think of them for yourself. You're so involved with something, you don't realize that, you know, um, you're experiencing something in your body until it really gets heightened or somebody uh, mentions it to you. I remember I did graduate school in um, University of Manitoba, which is in the middle of uh, Canada. And um, it was very cold. 
in January and February, I would go out in the cold. I'd be so thought, I'd be thinking about this, um, you know, this um, article I'm writing, this paper I, that's due, you know, I'm really, I'm really um, not wanting to do it, you know, <laughs> I don't want to write it, and I don't even know where to begin. I'm outside, and I'm, I just thought I could go from one building to the next outside, and it was freezing, and um, I didn't realize it at all. I wasn't cold at all, and it wasn't until I got to the building, I have a mustache, and and I had one then, and somebody said to me, Mark, you've got icicles on your mustache. And that's when I realized, oh, my God, and I I'm, I'm started to shiver. <laughs> <laughs> so so look at it that way. Just reflect on this, that you you do have body sensations, but you won't notice them without thought. Now, trauma. Again, it's the same thing. Whether or not it's in your cells, you can't experience that without thought. And memory, which is now what people experience about traumatic events, is memory. And memory is thought. And um, you cannot have an experience um, of, of a traumatic event from your past without thought. And uh, once you can start to see that it really, it, you're getting the effect of it because of the the memory. You're engaging the memory. You're thinking about it. it. The minute you do, it comes alive. And as we mentioned earlier, like a few seconds, few minutes ago, the minute that thinking comes alive, you feel it totally. Again, uh, your body sensations and your feelings are a reflection of the thinking you're in. So um, one of the helpful things that Sid said about the uh, memories of the past is that uh, the, the, the past is over. No matter how painful it was and how it shouldn't have happened to you and how um, hurtful it was or harmful it was, it's gone. We cannot go and find it. But it gets carried through time through thought. See, thought, memories, bring it alive again for us, you see. Now, having a sense of that, realizing that that um, engaging memories of trauma uh, actually have you experiencing it here and now, start to help people come to peace with it, um, see, it may not be a good idea to engage those memories. And as that progresses for people, they, the wisdom they're a part of that's in mind, that intelligence of mind, resolves it. So I'll give you something that, that helped me too. Um, I was watching this documentary around... Um, James Gandolfini, who was the star of The Sopranos uh, TV show, it was on for years, interviewed uh, war veterans who had traumatic events. And he was talking to three um, three soldiers. And each one of them said, you know, 
we're doing fine. And it really doesn't make sense to us to go back and relive the trauma of, of uh, our injuries. It doesn't help us to keep going back and talking about it. I'm moving along fine, and I'm doing well in my life. I don't need to go back and do that. So there was wisdom in, in, this, in these three soldiers. There was this wisdom. They didn't hear about the principles or Sid's teachings, but that's wisdom speaking to them, helping them live free of trauma. Now, I'm not, again sharing this with you. I'm sharing with you in a brief period of time. There's a lot to share with you about it. But I just wanted to help you see some of the understanding that could be helpful with people transcending uh, traumatic events to help themselves find their own wisdom that will guide them to their own healing. And uh, you just have, yeah, you see, you just have to see that um the memories will come. Uh, it's what you, how you hold them is mm-hmm. what directs you more toward healing or more toward reliving it again. Because the minute you grip them, uh, you, you will experience that totally. It'll be alive for you today. You see? And that's yeah. the, the piece of understanding that, that you want to have about the nature of thought. So um, that was a lot. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there's more um, to talk about with that. If, you know, you have any more questions about that, you could email me, and I'd be glad to answer any other questions. But thank you for that. Yeah, thank you for taking the time with that one. I appreciate it. That was Oh, you're welcome. Very very helpful. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Well, don't leave, but (laughs) thanks for sharing that. Anybody else? We have a few more minutes before we close down the meeting for today. Anybody else want to share or ask a question? Uh, We have one more. And... um, I don't have any except for um, Lincoln, Arizona. Hello? Yes, go ahead. I unmuted you if you wanted to talk. Um, I wonder if uh, it could be a call from Norway. This is Christine, but you said it was from Arizona, so I got a little confused. Oh, sorry, Christine. It is, uh, yeah, it's you. It just must be, it must be a local satellite or whatever. Anyway, so that's why I didn't say, I just had to wait. Well, I just want, this is my first time with a teleseminar with you, Mark, but I have had the privilege to join you on the Missing Link classes. So I want, first of all, just to thank you so much for opening uh, understanding and love through these uh, classes and also then this evening, 
uh, it's nine o'clock or ten o'clock soon here in Norway, and uh, this seminar has given me so much. So um, that's what today it was just to to extend my gratitude to you for for wonderful minutes with you with this group here today. Hmm. Thank you. Thank you, Christine. That was mm. really touching, and uh, and that's really the purpose of um, this teleseminar is to standing and having people share with one another while we're here to um, to further the understanding for themselves. So thank you so much for those kind words, and um, so we're we're going to come to. Um, a close, but I wanted to just share a few things. First, if you received um, the announcement for today's um, um, teleseminar in your email, then you're going to receive the recording in the next several days, and it'll give you options about how to listen to this. And so um, um, it'll even direct you to um, uh, my my podcast on Apple. Um, uh, the other thing is, if there's any other questions you have, you can email me at drmarkhoward.comcast.net. And as um, Christine mentioned, um, I'm going to, again, offer the Missing Link book group for 2023, and I'll be sending out announcements in a couple of weeks. So keep um uh, aware of an announcement coming for that. It's a year-long book group where we cover the missing link in, in detail, and um, everybody in the group shares uh, their insights and realizations and really brings a deeper understanding of each chapter to all of us. So wonderful to be with all of you. Um, and uh, I look forward to you joining me again for the teleseminar in December. Have a great month and uh, look forward to, again, seeing you next month. Okay, bye everybody.